Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me for um, the Shivery series. So welcome back. Last week, I had a small segment, part one, basically, of my special guest with Sean Stewart. And today, I want to continue um, the conversation are sharing the conversation that Sean and I had about basically roles and perspectives and things of that nature. Why do men um, view certain chivalry aspects differently and things of that nature? And that will wrap up our conversation that we had. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed the second part of Sean and I's um, conversation and that you are starting to enjoy this series. Next week, I have so much coming up, new topic, <clears throat> chapter two of this new um, Chivalry Dead series. So without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and ask God to come in and just humbly bless us. Bless <clears throat> everyone listening today, Father God. You know what's on their heart. You know what's pressing their heart. And we hope that this message goes into the heart and the mind of those that are listening. Bless this conversation that we are having and that is received and it is delivered only through the power of your spirit, Father God. And we thank you again for this beautiful day and this beautiful week. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and let you listen in on the second half of the conversation that Sean and I had. Enjoy on um just talking about the rose and how um you know why do you think that rose are so important so my question is because you know there are some men that grow up in households that see rose like um the wife's supposed to wait right. on them hand food and you know just different things and not really give that hundred percent that right. they're expecting from their wife in regards to shivery. Like it's okay for a man to open the door. It's okay for a man to say, you know what, you're having a long day today. So let me, right. you know, fix you a plate of food or, or make you some coffee. But <laughs> right. men, you know, some right. men is, grow up in these sense of roles and thinking that right well this is the way it's supposed to be the man the woman is supposed right. to be you know and they take that word submission to heart but not mm. understanding first that you're supposed to submit to the lord well, and if you are law. leading it becomes law for a lot of guys so yes. whenever you say like well the wife's supposed to be submissive again going back that's submissive only number one if it's a if your if the man is following God's word that's the only mm -hmm. submissiveness that it requires whereas if he's not following the word of God then she doesn't have to be submissive to him in at, at all because that that is the stipulation the second thing is it doesn't he's the, her, the authority over her it simply means that he's the head of the family the same, mm -hmm. same way God called him. Mm -hmm. So you go back to the garden, that's when relationships were established, right? Mm -hmm. God first established the relationship the way he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so he put it to where, all right, on this day, a man was created. And then he, the first thing he gave man was dominion. And then he gave him a job to do and another thing is people a lot of people miss whenever he put a woman there the guy already had a job he had a vision 
uh, and he knew what God had for him to do. So God gave him a helper, which, which was the woman, not in the sense that she's behind, but God also supplied the woman with some things that mm-hmm. that role that would play a part in what what it is she was to do so when woman shows up and god god put things in women that women instantly have i mean so i'll lay it out like this god gives women the ability to produce right that's what that's what women have that's a gift they have so if, if you give them something they probably going to multiply it and make it five, 10 times better and then give it back to the man. That's, that's the role of the woman. Uh-huh. So when the woman shows up, you know, uh, then whatever, whatever God gave the man, as far as vision or whatever it is God called him to do, the, the woman, especially if you usually find a godly marriage that the, the man can always say, man, this woman, <laughs> like that God gave me, look at what I've accomplished. Like this woman's worth an uh, extra $150,000 a year. Like she brings that. Kind of <laughs> and, I, and I've had it happen myself. So it, I know it's true. You, you give, you give a woman in, uh, food ingredients, she give you a meal, you give a sperm, she give you a baby. You, you get what I'm saying? You give a house, you give you a home. That's what, that's what women do. And, 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 uh, you know, also you, you give a woman some, uh, you give a frustration. Hey, she give you a hard time. She give you hell. Right. So that's, that's just what the, the gift of being a woman is. It has some of that in it, but I think the guys get off track because we don't understand roles 50 mm-hmm. years ago, relationships lasted. They didn't always last on love because mm-hmm. there are plenty of people that love each other. There are plenty of people in our lives or in our past that we loved, but we're not mm-hmm. with them. Right. Mm-hmm. We know that love is not the only ingredient. To me, it's also commitment. And that's what I'm finding out, that that's just as strong as love. Because, baby, if you don't make up your mind to be committed to this person in spite of whatever else, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a hard time. So the commitment, I think, is just as powerful. And I think that the roles have been lost, and we got to go back. And for the women, and I'll say this and, and, and let you comment, that women uh, should always be concerned when they meet a man outside of the garden. And the reason I say garden, I'm going back to creation. But because Eve met Adam in the garden, which is the presence of God, it was Eden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You meet him outside of Eden. I'm just telling you, Jerry Springer show, uh, Martha, <laughs> that's where you go. <laughs> that's stuff that i overcame because i want to rob you of your excuses right now right and and i'm so glad you you (laughs) said the word excuse because a lot of times we can take a lot of interpretation and use it as an excuse to create those mythical expectations or those mythical roles. And I completely agree. I think you said something that was so powerful that stuck with me. You were like, if you give a woman frustration, she will give you hell. But if you give her a house, she will give you a home. What men tend to forget is you are leading and you are setting the tone. So if you do not want distrust and insecurities found within your relationship, you need to be the guardian of security. You need to be the guardian of, you know, of trust. 
you need to display actions that you want displayed towards you because we are emotional. Men are built physically and mentally. And sometimes that mental aspect get caught up because they allow, you know, like you said, going back to the beginning, if Adam was doing what he needed to do of being the protector, outside interference wouldn't have came. That's right. And I think, I think we need to understand that because we are emotional, except the fact that I am emotional, and guess what? There are things that I would not be able to control because that was, so to speak, a sense of punishment for things that came about. That was a weakness that was placed upon a woman, being emotional. So accept me with being emotional, but lead my emotions in a positive way. Right. Absolutely. I 100% agree. You couldn't have said that better, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do expound on that. Like, I have some, like, I haven't been married long, but I find out a lot, you know, as a married, I find out a lot about my partner, my wife every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love my wife. I'm committed to my wife. You know, mm-hmm. let's open that up. And God bless me with this woman. I couldn't pick this. I, I don't. I don't pick well enough. I just look at my path. Right. So I know God put this woman in my life, and so I accept that. And then I see some things that I'll look back and say, "Well, God, you know, maybe in private, hey, look, uh, you know, I wouldn't have picked a woman with this, you know, that had this kind of issue, and not in a bad way, but didn't. Ha- okay, she didn't respond, or maybe she's a little more emotional than I would have preferred." And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she, you know, she's a little more shy than, than I would have preferred. And then I'll look at it and say, all right, well, what happens when you pick, Sean? And I say, okay, disaster. All right, so, mm-hmm. so let God, mm-hmm. God's like, well, who picked her? I said, oh, okay, well, you did. So, well, don't you think I know what I'm doing? I was like, oh, yeah, okay, why am I here questioning you? And he says, uh, this, what I gave to her is what's going to make you better. So what you're looking at as a deficiency and weakness on her part is actually there to strengthen you. I need you mm-hmm. to be more compassionate. So, and God provides me with that. And I'm sitting there looking like, oh my God, that is true. I need mm-hmm. to be more patient. I'm, and mm-hmm. so God is- I'm- Go ahead and just wrap up. What do you think is the overall perspective from a man's point of view of what or how we should get chivalry back into our relationships, either using the five love languages, commitment, understanding, just what is it that you think um, we need to do to accept the fact that we are different, but we need to... <laughs> right, and how to how to make it work in spite of the fact that we are different, and it wasn't by choice. Right, this was played there. Right, so I'll hit back on on something I mentioned, and that is that when I look and given from a, an example of my own life, when I look back, when I look at things in my my marriage with my wife, I see things that I probably wouldn't have chosen in a wife. Mm-hmm. Not that they're bad things, just things that you know I probably wouldn't have seen myself with long term. Mm-hmm. And I, even though sometimes I've looked at those things as negative, what I realize is those things are actually positives. So while I take those things to God and say, all right, God, look, you gave me a woman this. Come on, God, I got to do with this. She's this, she's that. And then what God is really saying in response to what, what 
I'm dealing with. What he what he's really telling me is, Sean, I gave you this so that I could fix you. Mm-hmm. You think she's broken. you're broken. Or the one that's broken. If if and so I'll look and I give you a quick example. And my wife is very soft spoken, so she's very shy. And I like her to speak more because I talk a lot, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I like her to speak more, and I kind of encourage her sometimes. Sometimes I get frustrated, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, there's a lot of people there. How come you wasn't talking? Oh, like get to make some friends, do things like that." And then so God and I'll I'll, I'll address it to God, and I say, "God, look." you know, uh, help me to, you know, to kind of guide her in a better way to help her to open up and be more, you know, inviting and more social. And God will turn to me and say, Sean, uh, how about I help you to be more compassionate and loving? Mm-hmm. How about I help you be more patient? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and, and in essence, and I think that's what we miss. We're looking for somebody to blame for everything mm-hmm. that doesn't go mm-hmm. right. Right. Never, uh, especially as guys, we avoid accountability. And and boy, if we could put the blame on you, look out. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. lay it on you heavy. We'll make it up to you later. We'll take you to dinner. We'll buy you lunch. Come on, right. we'll get you some shoes. But but we gonna lay it on heavy for you right now. Yeah, it's like and... putting a bandaid over something major. You know? <laughs> look, we we gonna we gonna deal with you right now. But we got the bandaid on deck. Don't you worry, it's not bleed, but we got you. We already sitting here with the Band-Aid kit. Uh-huh. So we got a first aid kit. But the problem is we decide we decide to use it because we've already brought it to the party uh-huh. with the intent of crashing the party and then using this later. And that's where we go wrong. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm not going to use this today. I'm not going to go belittle my wife. I'm not going to go hurt her feelings. I'm not going to go beat her down. In fact, I'm going to encourage her. In fact, whatever I feel like she's lacking in or we're lacking in, we're going to start working on it. I ain't even got to bring it up. I'll just take you to a better setting and we'll spend more time being social. Mm-hmm. And so I'll hold your hand and I'll walk you, walk you through it. And, and you the same for me. But as far as roles and and, and, you know, how to make relationships better. Here's the problem. God's not at the head. Yeah, yeah. God has to be head. Doesn't mean that we're lost. That was it. Doesn't mean we're lost. Doesn't mean you're unsaved. If you die, you're not going to make it. That's not what that means. Grace takes care of that. Mm-hmm. What that means is you, you've gotten out of the system of God. Amen to that. Gotten Amen. away from his prescribed order. He has a prescribed order. Order of operation, just like a business. Mm-hmm. Relationship is a business. Marriage is a business. And it must be run that way. There are bylaws and principles that must outline your marriage, your relationship. Mm-hmm. And for people that are single, the way you live. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll leave it at that. But if, if it's, if it's broken, then that's where the man is to go back to God because God's going to say, who did I put in charge? All right. Now God's the the owner of the business. He's going to come speak to the supervisor. Hey, come Mm -hmm. talk to me. Did I put you in charge? Why are things broken over here? Awesome. And (laughs) And it's so crazy because how you, put it in perspective from a male's point of view, I think more men need to hear that they aren't alone trying to discover the roles of provider, priest, and protector. 
Absolutely. And those three P's are the most important roles of all. And it sets up the ongoing series of this topic because next week I'll be exploring a woman's um, just that thin line of certain things that a woman accepts and why she's accepting that and the downfall and the break, the structural breakdown that it played upon her as a female. And I needed this because, again, like you said, there's an order. So I couldn't go into that without first understanding the the male role and right. the, the covering that he was given to provide for a woman and the generations that it affects. And it's, right. it's, 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 it's amazing. Like, you know, it's Absolutely. really mind-blowing, the importance of a man. That's right. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, you summed that up really well. And we just have to go back to how the creator put us to function. What were our roles in the beginning? And we've gotten away from that. And that's why we have issues. That's why marriage is a bad word. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Marriage Even is a bad word. From marrying, <laughs> for, for getting in a relationship to marrying for all the wrong reasons. And, Absolutely. you know, it's just, a, it's just, it's just, it's something. It's definitely something. And that role, what does a role do? It's something, it's, it's, right. it's a model. It's a model for right. us to look up to. So if that's right. you're not, coming into your role full throttle, then what do you think we see? What do you think Absolutely. we mimic? You know, Absolutely. and if the man cannot mimic the role that Christ himself right. has played in our lives, what kind of right. role do you think you are playing in the relationship and in the heart of a woman? Wow, absolutely, absolutely. And and it goes back, like you said, because it, it goes back to, all right, the, if you have a problem with your car and they recall it, you know, if, if you buy a good car and, and, and it works fine, it's all the credit of the manufacturer. And so if the manufacturer put a product out there and it's, it's supposed to be a reflection of the maker of the vehicle or mm-hmm. the product, mm-hmm. and it, it, he puts his stamp on it because he equipped it to work a certain way. No matter who's driving a car, that car has the ability to do 100 miles an hour. I know it because I can see it on the dash. Mm -hmm. So if you choose to do 40 or you choose to do 50, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. But the manufacturer created it with the ability. You don't even have to test it. It's guaranteed Mm -hmm. to do 100 miles an hour. So we got to go back and look at, all right, how did God set up the relationship structure? How did, what's God's prescribed order for relationship engagement marriage what's his structure and if we can go back and get that and then reinstitute it in our lives then we can have success in our relationships and marriage will be a good thing as viewed in society as opposed to what it is now and so it's all going to go back to look what does the manufacturer what what does the, the the book say that man's role is what does the book say that a woman's role is and if we can go back and just look at that and reinstitute it i think we'll be fine 
Right. Absolutely. So Amen. Any, Amen. Absolutely. And and that's what it and that's just what it's gotta be. So go back and find your role. I don't define it. He does. Find mm-hmm. that, you'll have success. Ultimately at the end of the day, that's what it is. Amen. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Um, My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to catch up and talk and and have these informative conversations. It's like we never missed a beat. And I send blessings to your wife, blessings to your kids, and um, you're all will always be in my prayer. I'm just phone call away if you guys need anything. (laughs) And yes. again, thank you. And I'm so proud of the man that you are coming, that you are becoming, and continue to flourish and spread that word, that word, because you definitely have a gift. Absolutely, and I thank you for all the kind words. And Chris, you know, anytime you need me, just give me a call, and I'm there. All righty, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care, love. Love y'all too. Bye bye. So we come to the poetry segment, of course, and I know last week I told you guys, well, I read to you she from the male's perspective, and I did promise she replies this week, but I want to introduce one of my poems that will be on my new, um, my second volume of poetry. So basically, this is a listening exclusive. You are the first to get exposed to this poem, and only because it goes, it ties into what Sean and I was talking about in our conversation. And I'm so excited to, not only because, I'm so excited to share it with you, not only because you're the first to ever hear this, but because I just think that it just all worked out, and I really feel the need to share it. But I do promise that next week I will uh, read She Replies to the initial poem that I read to you on last week. But this one is called Prosecution. I hope you like it. Uh, oh, and by the way, it is written from a male's perspective. This was written during a time where I saw a lot of things happening, especially to the black males and Um, the downfall of that structure and that system and things of that nature. So, again, I hope you like it. Prosecution. Judge, blamed, attacked, and even pained. Set up for failure, ridiculed, imprisoned, and chained. I may not literally have been 12 years a slave, nor is Django my name, but mentally I've been trying to escape to freedom and break this misery that has me destroying my last name. From the beginning of time, I've been blamed for the deceit of biting an apple, which only placed me into deeper sh- No one understands the pressure that has been placed upon me. If only Eve wouldn't have been so fine, I mean, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have been so blind, and I could have stepped up like a real man and saw her as the vulnerable creature I was supposed to protect instead of the one I now disrespect and despise. Prosecution ain't no joke. I don't have to be sitting in prison to know I'm in prison. See, let me tell you what shoes I have to feel. Let me break it down to you so that you'll understand. The devil couldn't get me to eat out of his hands. So he used the one thing that I'm weak to. He smooth-talked my woman when I was supposed to. He showed her attention when I was too busy. He whispered in her ear all the things that she begged me to say that I didn't. He played on her vulnerability 
when the gate to her playground was supposed to be locked and kept only for me. But I rushed off one day and forgot to seal it with my master key. I got tied up in other things that I forgot how to protect it. And boom, like an unexpected bomb going off, he exploded his sins into my woman's emptiness. And now I'm pissed at her because she running around here looking for love and men that got caught up just like me. I'm mad because she's not at home raising this generation on how they're supposed to be. When truth be told, this blame and prosecution has really fallen on me. If I was that protector, our daughters wouldn't be out here acting ratchet. If I was that provider, our sons would know how to stay and stand instead of running away. And this generational curse wouldn't have so much weight in this world today. It's all a cycle. Don't you see? If I step up and be the king I was destined to be, ain't no snake in the world could come and destroy me. Me, including my other half, my rib. See, I was given the title man, and I won't be prosecuted anymore. I'm going to protect her heart so this, this world wouldn't have to mourn anymore. Judge, blame, attack and even pain, set up for failure, ridiculed, imprisoned, and chained. But the difference now is that I'm forgiven what Eve did to me in that garden because I realized that all I ever needed to do was be that man and guard it. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping. So, again, I thought that kind of went with what um, we were discussing earlier about how it starts and how it's gr- how it's grinded. I mean, grounded in you know the role and the protection and the leadership and the power in our men. Now, moving on, I do want to. Um, I don't think I would like to say that I'm recommending this book, but as you all know, that I am. Um, a bookworm. I love to read all kinds of books, from fictional to non-fictional to historic, um, different genres to inspirational to self-help. And it's kind of funny that I ran across this poem. I mean, not this poem, this book. I'm sorry. And it's very interesting. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I want to discuss a few things that I read out of it, and the beauty in reading other people's works is that we understand, or sometimes we can understand that it's all opinion-based, and a lot of times, perspectives, perspectives that has come from personal experiences, um, upbringing, and things of that nature, yet with the opinions, we do form our interpretations, <laughs> And with this particular book, there are a few things. And, again, um, I laughed at a lot of things that I found in the book. I questioned. I became puzzled. I became tickled. Uh, I also found some very key points that I thought I could walk away with and I can utilize. I always make sure that any book that I read, that I walk away with something that I can utilize. But this is written by a man, and it was his guide on how to understand a woman. And first and foremost, that was pretty interesting because you're not a woman. (laughs) 
So I thought that was kind of interesting first. So I definitely, I had to pick it up. I was like, let me see what this is about. Pretty interesting. And in my chivalry book, in the introduction, I talk about how there are no books in this world that a woman can read that will allow us to fully know, think, and understand a man, because we are not men, and vice versa. But there are books that I read daily, self-help books, to help us understand that we are different and give us these essential tools and these coping skills and these um, communication skills to help us relate with one another and to embrace those differences. So just one section, this particular person, they talk about the reasons why American marriage between black men and black women fail, and they list hypocrisy, dishonesty, and disenchantment. And the things that were said underneath, and just for copyright reasons, I won't get into detail because I'm not giving the title and I'm not giving the author and I'm not giving that full recommendation. But I just wanted to wanted to talk to you guys about this book that I came across, and I just felt it so interesting how they even mentioned how women um, – let me see if I can find this little section. They gave like 21 things that, um, no, yeah, 23 things that a man, a black man would know if a black woman made a good wife. And I say black woman and black man because that's how they presented it. I think it could go for any woman or man. But I just, I just really thought one in particular, talks about that she has to enjoy cooking and preparing special meals and um, <laughs> and it, they also mention how it's not true that opposites attract and they live happily ever after. You have to be on the same and similar. And I beg to differ from that because I feel like there is no two people in this world that is alike. Everyone is unique. Everyone is different. And God has created strengths, uh, weaknesses, um, personalities, all unique to that particular person. And when you bring two people together, no matter how many things you may like, how many things that you may enjoy that are the same, again, perspective, interpretation, all begins or is a seed from your personal experiences. So I may come from the same street, from the same hood, from the same neighborhood as, as another person. We may have gone through the same um, uh, dating, uh, heartbreaks, and things of that nature, but the interpretation, we will walk out differently with that interpretation, and we will apply that to our lives and our actions in life completely different. Uh, basketball, if I like basketball, my husband may like basketball, that does not mean that we will like the same team. It may not mean that we will view basketball or how a ref may call a play completely the same. I just I just think that it's deeper than that. And opposites can attract because at the end of the day, I'm a woman, you're, you're a male. That is the biggest difference of all. We are opposites. So we have to co-exist uh, together by first acknowledging
that we are different, and it's not about bringing those similarities together to um, to make things work. That's not the only thing that will make things work. It's about having those coping skills and those communication skills and those um, interaction skills that will allow us to work with other people, respect other people, love people genuinely and unconditionally with that agape type of love. And I think that's the thing. So um, I don't have necessarily a book recommendation, so to speak, but I just wanted to share my thoughts about this book. And I'll continue to let you guys know. I haven't read it all just yet. And I'll continue, I'll try to highlight a few things and talk to you guys and discuss a few things um, overall in general that I come across. And I would love to hear your input. Um, just on a few things that I've, that I've already told you, they even discuss in here a few things about, um, about how women don't take the last name or they hyphen their last name because they don't want to submit to the male and it's that's the reason why marriages and black marriages are the downfall because of the black woman um seeking or their need for independence and i just don't i don't know <laughs> but anyway so guys i really hope that you enjoyed this um episode today this show today i really enjoyed having my guest um and that will wrap everything up. Remember, go to my website. That's writingdovewordsforthesoul.weebly.com. That's writingdovewords, the number four, the letter D, soul.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Check me out. Hit me up. Continue to listen. I thank you so much for your dedication and your support. And I hope that you all have an amazing and blessed week. Shout out to all of the students and teachers that are testing in the public education sector. Um, LEAP testing is, is happening. So I'm wishing you all the best. I'm sending prayers to each and every one of you. Keep your head up. You can do this. And if you know someone that's, that's testing, just pat them on the back and say, you know what, you got this. God is in the midst of everything. So, again, thanks for listening. Always thanks for supporting. Um, I love you guys. Remember, I need you. You need me. We need each other. And continue, continue to, to give me suggestions and hit me up. So, again, have a blessed week. Talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Be blessed. Ciao.